Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Bengals Cinderella season is still going. They are headed to the AFC championship to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. An immense matchup, a big matchup for both teams. Not a lot of people are given publicly the Bengals a lot of chances in this game. I don't know if that's the wisest thing based on everything they've been able to achieve. I know there are different things in the past. I know there are difficulties in playing in Arrowhead Stadium, but hey, it's the AFC Championship game. Both teams are there for a reason. Both teams have beat a number of quality teams to get there. So got to give both teams their due. I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com, and this is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast, part of the Cincy Jungle Podcast Network, bringing you the happening headlines. We're going to be here for just a little while here going through the some of the major headlines happening with the Bengals as they punch their ticket to the AFC championship game. Hopefully you saw and watched, listened to some of our other episodes, not only last week, the interview with Icky Woods, um, the interview with Davey Hudson of Believe in Titans, and then of course the post-game show and the brief show I did on Sunday night talking about who the Bengals opponent is how it's settled, all of that. Hopefully you checked all those out, enjoyed them, as well as the other shows on our podcast network, Orange is the New Black from Ace and Zim, and of course, of course, Coach Speak and Chalk Talk from the coach, Matt Minnick. Uh, hey, Thomas, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, who day love the show? Appreciate that. That's that's awesome. Uh, and hello to everybody. I'm seeing a lot of hello in the live chats uh, and who days. Got Good to see all of you. We're going to be here for a little bit, like I said, going over some Bengals news. We're going to go over some AFC North news. And, of course, we're going to go over some news as it pertains to uh, the rest of the league. And there's some interesting tidbits of news that have recently come across the line here. So we will uh, go over that. Let's start. This one is actually, if you want to know the impact of the Cincinnati Bengals having a successful season, and not only a successful season, a borderline Super Bowl season, you don't need to look much farther about the impact than Channel 9, WCPO in Cincinnati, and this article here, and I will pin this in the live chat for folks here. Quote, it's been like Black Friday every single day. Bengals' success uh, hopes helps fuel local businesses. You gotta love that. And local businesses are thriving in Cincinnati. People are excited about the team. 
They're going out, they're going shopping, and they are doing so at some really cool places like uh, Cincy Shirts and all, you know, all the great places that are coming up with their own cool, creative ideas to rep the Bengals. And, uh, you know, you love to see that kind of stuff. So check it out. There's a lot of quotes from business owners in this article and whatnot. But essentially, this is by Muriel Carbone, Um, you know, quote, Saturday. Saturday's game was wonderful because they won, but it is a little bit of a heart attack place. Uh, That last minute stuff really gets to you, said fan Eileen Glawich, who was picking up some new Bengals gear for her daughter at Cincy Shirts Monday. Quote, today I bought her another Andy Warhol, the Joe Burrow Andy Warhol one, and she wanted something. uh, She also wanted something about the Titans. So Bengals fans are repping. They are excited about their team, and they are excited at the direction of the team and the fact that they are in the AFC Championship for the first time since the 1988-1989 season. They are there, and you got to give them some due there. Great season, and they have slayed a lot of demons. Slayed a lot of demons there. Uh, look at this super chat here from Gudon Gaidon. Uh, hey, Anthony, been watching silently since 2018 through all the good and the bad times. Who day? And I hope you have a great week. Thank you. And you know what? Even though we said we would end the Javante Woods Foundation donations last week. We'll keep it going for one more day. We'll add that in the pot. We've raised a a good amount of money, a few hundred dollars by my last count. Got to got to round that up. We'll add a little more to the pot as a show as well, and we will donate that directly to the Javante Woods Foundation. So if you are so inclined, if you are in the live YouTube chat, if you want to send a super chat, those will be going directly to the Javante Woods Foundation. Of course, a charity founded in honor of Icky Woods. Uh, deceased son sadly passed away of a, a severe asthma attack and we want to support what Icky's doing he came on the show last week and was awesome so we're going to support him the same way we were we supported and you supported the ring of honor nominees in those respective charities as well so thanks thanks Gudon Gaidon sorry if I'm not pronouncing that right but appreciate you we're going to keep it going here and here's here's from the guy that was on the show Right before the wild card game. So we had this guy, and then we had Icky Woods, back-to-back shows. And this is our, our buddy Joe Goodbur, Goodbury. Uh, tough tough evening on Sunday for the Goodbury family um, because the Bills lost that, that heartbreaker, that crazy game to the Chiefs. I think we all, as Bengals fans, were maybe pulling a little bit more for the Bills um, just because their fan base and all that kind of stuff. But... Unfortunately, did not come up did not come up victorious in that one. Uh, here are the highest graded Bengals players this postseason in two games. Wouldn't you know it? The guy who struggled a little bit, at least by his standards, Jesse Bates, the star safety, ninety point two, your highest rated Bengals player this postseason. Not Joe Burrow, not Joe Mixon, not Jamar Chase. Jesse Bates, ninety point two. Joe Burrow, eighty six point two. Jamar Chase, eighty point six. DJ Reader, 75.6, and Mike Hilton, 73.8. You've got your two offensive stars, Burrow and Chase, and you've got a handful of your defensive stars. And oh, by the way, the bottom uh, the bottom two, I should reference it like that, the number four and number five performers in terms of highest PFF grades, Reader and Hilton, two of the big free agency outside gets the last two respective off seasons. So you got to like what you're seeing there. 
and Bates playing his best ball at the most important time, we could say, you know, maybe a little bit of a down season by his standards in the regular season based on a variety of different factors, but he is playing his best ball right now, which is what's important. And obviously a contract situation to monitor going into next year, but uh, good stuff from Joe as usual, Joe bringing all the great knowledge and we appreciated his, uh, his appearance on our show a couple weeks ago and he's a great guy. So we, we like supporting him and, uh, all of that. Uh, let's keep this going to, where did we want to go next? Um, Let's go to thebengals.com and Jeff Hobson providing a couple of cool articles here. This one is, if you would, if you can believe it, Joe Namath on Joe Burrow. Um, this is this is pretty cool. And of course, Joe Namath was the quarterback who authored one of the biggest upsets in NFL history by his team beating the Packers and him kind of calling his shot in that one, Broadway Joe. Uh, and he's been kind of an NFL rock star throughout the decades. Hall of Famer, obviously. Um, so he is liking what he's seeing out of Joe Burrow. According to Jeff Hobson of Bengals.com, I will pin this in the live chat as well. Uh, hey. Iceman, what's going on, brother? I hear I hear my boy Iceman. By the way, go go check out his channel if you haven't yet. Uh, Jeff Trenopole, awesome guy. I hear this guy. Did I, did I see something, Jeff? That you're going on the on the news? You're going to be profiled as a fan for the pregame show on the news? If so, man, hit hit up the link with that. We'll we'll pin that for sure. Um, good to hear from you, and thanks for tuning in, bud. Um, with so you see here, here's the Bengals uh, Bengals.com article. I'm not pulling against Kansas City at all is the quote from Joe Namath. Not at all, but I would love to see Cincinnati win. <laughs> so he's not he's not not rooting for Kansas City, but he would love to see Cincinnati win. Quote, I pull for underdogs most of the time, and they are certainly going to be underdogs and justifiably so. And we'll talk about that in just a second with another article against that bunch from KC. But I do know underdogs can win. And the Bengals proved that last week. Joe Namath's Jets proved it decades ago, and so he knows a thing about uh, or two about that. So, cool article there. All kinds of, of different different uh, takes and quotes from one of the most quotable guys in the NFL. So you gotta like hearing from Joe Willie Namath, a rock star in the NFL, um, and a guy who knows a thing or two about. Underdogs winning and calling your shot, all that cool stuff. So go read that full article on bangles.com. Another one here from bangles.com. This one is about the the other dude, the dude. There's this, this is a team full of dudes, by the way. Uh, the kicker, Evan McPherson. Evan McPherson. Dude has been phenomenal, not only in the regular season, but he has been phenomenal in the postseason. Eight of eight. Two of those eight field goals for 50-plus yards, including the game winner last week to send the team to the AFC Championship. Here is the article here from Jeff Hobson at Bengals.com. Bengals kicking royalty head over heels for Evan McPherson's record run. And, man, look at that picture. I love that picture. Look at Boyd, McPherson, and Mixon just hamming it up. I love it. 
Uh, Breach, who, by the way, is one of the guys that is going to consistently be a Ring of, of Honor nominee for the Bengals, a longtime kicker and a great one. His son works for CBS Sports, and we like John Breach, and we like to reference John Breach's articles, and we've got another one coming up later that I think you're going to like. But, quote, he's going to go by me like I'm standing still, says Breach, who has been known to text McPherson after a big kick with something like, you're my hero. Quote, he's got a belief in himself. He's really, really good. He's like the Jamar Chase of kickers. He's just clutch. He reminds me a lot of Justin Tucker. We talked a little bit about this on the show, the, the past couple of shows that we did that, you know, McPherson, I don't want to put him right there with Justin Tucker yet, but he is hitting Justin Tucker-like kicks with Justin Tucker-like frequency in this game. Now, one thing, or in this season, rather, and in this postseason, one thing that I think we all can agree upon, though, is that we hope that it's not going to be a four-field goal attempt type of game against the Chiefs for McPherson and the Bengals. And what I mean by that is hopefully they can convert more drives into touchdowns. The Bengals only have scored three total touchdowns in the postseason, uh, two against the Raiders and one last week against the Titans. So they need to get in the end zone more frequently, particularly against that potent Chiefs offense. You saw what they did against the Bills and that great defense there, especially on their home field. The Bengals need to get into the end zone more frequently this Sunday if they are to advance to the Super Bowl. Can't believe that sentence is still coming out of my mouth right there. But <laughs> the Bengals need to, uh, hopefully it's more like two Evan McPherson attempts and they are clutch attempts and he converts them. But hopefully that that equates to the Bengals getting into the end zone more more frequently than they have in the, in the first two postseason games. But I think... I think I pinned this in the live chat. Maybe I did not, but if I did not, I will pin it again um, in the live chat. Go read the whole article. Jim Breach talking about Bengals kicker Evan McPherson and what he is seeing there. Pretty, pretty cool on that one. So here are we'll, we'll move on here. Here's another interesting tidbit of information that just came across the wire about geez, 30 minutes ago, 45 minutes ago from The Athletics, Jay Morrison. He does excellent, excellent work for The Athletic alongside Paul Daner Jr., one of the best follows on Twitter for Bengals news, breaking Bengals news, analysis, etc. Here you go. Uh, according to the Pro Football Writers Association of America, Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase has been named the Offensive Rookie of the Year by their Metrics and kicker Evan McPherson also makes the all-rookie team. The other wide receiver alongside Jamar Chase making the all-rookie team as well uh, is Jalen Waddle. Good year for him for Miami. Uh, pairing him back up with Tua was a good good move. Najee Harris getting the running back nod. Mac Jones getting the quarterback nod predictably. Kyle Pitts tied in. So your premier players... Uh, and top picks at their respective positions are the ones that, that are making the, the rookie team here. Trey Smith of Kansas City, he has been a good guard for them, as has Creed Humphrey. Two major additions along that offensive line, alongside Joe Tooney. Really, really revamped that, that Kansas City offensive line after the, the debacle of a Super Bowl last year. And obviously that's going to be a, a major battle for the Bengals this week in terms of their defensive line. No Larry Ogunjobi, they have Hendrickson back. And they're relatively healthy across the board, aside from Ogunjobi. Um, so 
man, you would, this is, this is a time you would really like to see Joseph Osai again, wouldn't it? Uh, unfortunately, that's not going to be the case, but uh, man, having a guy like that, having, having Ogan Joby healthy, that'd be a, a, a big boost. Unfortunately, not the case. So the Bengals will make the, have to make the best of what they've got there. Rashawn Slater, great year from him for the chargers and Panay Sewell also really turned it on that second half of the year did Sewell. So um, I know there was that whole Sewell chase debate, but Bengals made the right choice. I think we're, we're far past that quote unquote debate. A few other names there, including Awusu Koromora, a little bit of Browns news, making the def- the all-rookie defense. Micah Parsons predict- predictably making it from the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Sertan, Newsom, a lot, of good, uh, a lot of good players in there. And then, of course, you got McPherson of the Bengals making that. So thanks to Jay Morrison for bringing that to our attention at the right before we went live there. Go check it out and see all the news there. And then, of course, there's a just kind of a coattailing on this one. This is on CincyJungle.com. More nominations and more designations for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow named all AFC by Pro Football Writers of America. So the all AFC team now comes into play as these guys just keep kind of racking up the racking up the accolades. So pro football writers of America, this is on cincyjungle.com. I will pin this in the live chat for folks. They are on the, on the all AFC team, all AFC team. Got to like that. Uh, I, did I see another, did I miss another super chat in here, by the way, I'll have to get to that in just a second. I apologize if I did them. Scrolling through all kinds of different stuff here and trying to pin up this stuff so you can you can see Harold Green. What's going on, Harold? I don't know if I don't know if you're the Harold Green that used to play for the Bengals. If you are, that's pretty awesome. But have have I been connected with Eddie Downtown Brown? I have not. We've had Tim McGee on the show a couple of times. Uh, hopefully, going to get him on again soon because he is an awesome guest. We've had a couple of great great former Bengals on this show. And uh, I would love to connect with Eddie Brown. If someone's got a connection there, I do not, I have not connected with him, but if you got a connection, let me know. Um, let's see. I'm kind of just seeing if I missed a uh, super chat here. I apologize if I did, I'll keep scrolling. But at any rate, like I said, Joe Burrow is and Jamar Chase are uh, all AFC team by the Pro Football Writers of America. And yes, I did miss one from Bruce Gaines. There it is. I thought I saw that. Um, apologize there, Bruce, but appreciate that. We'll add that to the bucket to the Javante Woods Foundation. Bruce saying, hey, Anthony, love the channel. Exciting times for us Bengals fans. Keep up the good work. Bruce, thank you. Thank you. You guys and gals are the reason that I that I do this thing. It's a, it's a labor of love, and it's a labor of love for you all and a labor of love for the Cincinnati Bengals. So thank you, Bruce. We'll add that to the pot to the Javante Woods Foundation donation. Appreciate your generosity. Good, sir. All right. So we gave you the Jay Morrison. We gave you the second team, all AFC. So we are now going to move on to some things about this specific game between the Chiefs and the Bengals. And this is an old article, but it had been rehashed from a, another cool article from one of our Cincy Jungle contributors, Drew Garrison. I, I encourage you to go read that. But this is the original article here. 
after the Bengals beat the Chiefs at Paul Brown Stadium, there was kind of a little uh, sound bite at the end of the the game there, where, where Patrick Mahomes says to Joe Burrow, "Hey, we'll see you, we'll see you next month, or we'll see you in the playoffs, something like that." And he called a shot. He called a shot, saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna see you again." And lo and behold, they are. And this is this is going to be a very very difficult matchup. For the Bengals, a very difficult, you know, it's not going to be an easy one for the Chiefs. They lost to the Bengals just a month ago. So uh, this is not going to be a, a lot, you know, a very easy game for the Chiefs unless something really wacky happens. Um, but, you know, the Bengals seem to kind of have that team of destiny type of thing. The Chiefs, on the other hand, just have a ton of weapons, a ton of talent. So we'll see what happens when those two things collide there. But, um Mahomes kind of called this one, which was which was kind of cool to harken back to a little bit as it goes with the the game coming up here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now you've got, this is from Pro Football Talk. I, I haven't referenced them for a while, but there is an article here from Andy Reid, and I will pin this as well. By the way, I apologize. When it when I do these things, when I do these videos or I do the post-game show or all that stuff, I, I make sure when I'm referencing different websites and all that stuff that I pause and mute the videos, and sometimes they pop in and they you get a sudden jolt of audio or something. So I, I, I do my best. I promise you, I, I do a little prep work on the front end <laughs> to mute these things and stuff. So if for some reason they get, they get going here, I'll, I'll do my best to mute it quickly. But I, I, I swear I do some work with that, but watch this thing's, this thing may be going here again, this video. Um, any, at any rate, the chiefs and Andy Reed talking about how it's no fluke that the Bengals beat us before. It's no fluke that the Bengals are in the AFC championship. Uh, and so Reed's, Reed's always a class act guy as a coach. Um, you know, he's not the, the soundbite material guy, but quote, they made big plays on us on both sides of the ball. They were able to slow us down and then pick it up on the offensive side. So we've got to do a better job all the way around, special teams included. Every phase can be better. They beat us. It wasn't a fluke. So Andy Reed Given the Bengals credit, not a lot of people are giving the Bengals credit at this point or giving them a, a snowball's chance in H-E double hockey sticks to make a game of this. And we'll talk about that in a second. I pinned the Pro Football Talk uh, article in there for you folks so you can go read the whole thing. But uh, Andy Reid giving the Bengals some props here as the two teams get set to face each other. All right, so odds. And this was, you know, when I was talking, I was on a text thread with some friends and we we're talking about this game and all of that. I had said I thought the line, opening line, would have been five or six points. And it turns out it's even more than that. The opening line, and this may have fluctuated a little bit here, but the Bengals are seven point dogs to the Chiefs this week. 
seven points, a full touchdown, and extra point. <laughs> so here's the article on cincyjungle.com. And of course, there are so many different betting platforms and what, whatnot that could fluctuate here and there. But I mean, essentially, it's it's a touchdown. That's where it opened. So this is this is indicative of what a lot of people think about the Bengals. And, you know, we, there was some talk from some prominent people in the media that said, you know, last last week's game between the Bills and the Chiefs, that should have been the AFC championship game. No disrespect to the Bengals. Of course not. Of course, that's not a disrespectful statement, right? Ugh. So anyway, Bengals are seven point dogs may have fluctuated here and there, but that's basically the line you're going to see throughout this week here. And uh, that's that's where we're at in terms of odds for the Bengals this week. Not necessarily something that screams a lot of confidence or whatever you want to call it within the Bengals. But there are a lot of different things to keep an eye on this week. And uh, one of them is, of course, the injuries. And we're, we'll get to the injury report a little bit later in the week and on, you know, on our Wednesday show and all that stuff. But here is one. Uh, the Chiefs are facing a couple of big injuries themselves, especially on the defensive side of the ball. That's a little concerning. They could be down two starting players in the secondary, one of which former LSU star and NFL star, current NFL star, Tyron Matthew. So they're dealing with two big injuries in the secondary ahead of facing the Bengals. I just saw Matthew Rowell. Do the Bengals have any injuries? It seemed to be pretty clean in terms of injuries last week for them, but obviously we got to, we got to monitor the, the injury report and official injury reports will come out um, a little later and we'll, we'll monitor those as the weeks go on. You know, I don't, I wouldn't expect a ton of unexpected guys in that based on not a lot of players leaving the game last week. Uh, and, you know, you got Hendrickson back and all of that. So I wouldn't expect a, a ton of surprises, but there may be one or two in there, depending. We'll see. And of course, we got to monitor those injury reports. But uh, Chiefs are dealing with two big injuries in the secondary ahead of facing the Bengals. There is cornerback Rashad Fenton. Uh, he had a nice season after being a sixth round pick in 2019. Uh, and he allowed just four catches for 64 yards. Um defending T Higgins in that big win against the chiefs there. And so uh, that's, he's, he's been playing pretty well. We'll have to see exactly what happens there. He has missed the first two playoff games because of a back injury. Um, so that's going to be something to definitely monitor. And then Tyron Matthew, he had a concussion in the game and they're monitoring that he is in protocol right now. So they are monitoring that. And you see here the tweet from uh, Matt McMullen. He's still, quote, he's still in the protocol and going through it, but he feels good. We'll see how that goes moving forward, end quote. That's Andy Reid on Tyron Matthew. As of yesterday afternoon, um, that's the latest on Tyron Matthew. So two big injuries to monitor. And like I said, of course, we will continue to look at the injury report to see to see how those progress or maybe stay the same. We'll, we'll see there. Uh, let's keep rolling on here. This is, uh, Ooh, this is another Andy Reed quote. Um, it's not 
not so much pertaining to the Bengals, but something to note here. Big talk about the overtime rules because of the Bills' loss. And I understand both sides of the argument, quite honestly. I mean, at some point, if you lose, if, you know, if you go all that way and you fight back, you fight back, and you never even get a chance to get the ball in, in overtime to try and tie it, score it, get a lead, whatever, um, you know, you're going you're gonna to feel cheated a bit. But at the same time, you've had four quarters and an hour of game clock to to go through and get a win. Um, so, I mean, I, I understand both of it, but Andy Reid actually empathizes with the Bills after the overtime loss. Quote, I wouldn't be opposed to o- overtime rules change, which is really interesting as the as the guy who was the benefactor of <laughs> of the, the overtime rules, the fact that he would say that, but this is Andy Reid, all class as usual from him. Um, talking about it, though, pretty pretty interesting. Um, and we'll, we'll, this is on NFL.com here, but Josh Allen, who I guess was a tails never fails guy, uh, called tails and did not get the, did not get the ball first. And you kind of had a feeling the way that game was going that whoever got the ball first was, they were going to win. I mean, that's just because of the points frenzy at the end of that game, you knew touchdown first scores it. Um, you're, you kind of got to know that whoever was getting that ball first was likely going to win that game. Um, and and not by a field goal and a hold on defense. It was like, you know, let's ride the hot hand on offense and, and get in the end zone. And that game was, that game was epic. It was an epic, epic game. And, you know, obviously a very, very fun game, but, you know, talking point afterwards is about the overtime rules and all of that. So, that is kind of some things going on with the Bengals and their matchup against the Chiefs. We've got a couple more things as it pertains to the Bengals on the very tail end of this show. We're going to get to a handful of other pieces of articles and get out of here. So we'll we'll take a look at that. This is just quickly as we take a spin through the AFC North. Harris and Harvin are named to, I kind of mentioned this with Jay Morrison's tweet out there, but uh, Najee Harris and their punter, Presley Harvin III, were named to the all-rookie team uh, by the Pro Football Writers of America. Of course, so sad that the Steelers season has ended. I say that sarcastically, of course. But, hey, you got to give them credit because a lot of people thought they were not going to be good this year, and they hung around, and they hung around, and they hung around. And they made the postseason. Yeah, they weren't the most talented team, obviously. Yeah, they got kind of boat raced by the by the Chiefs. But uh, you know, and I'm not a Steelers guy, but I respect that organization and I respect what they did this year based on a roster that was not full of a ton of talent, quite honestly, and an aging roster. And the fact that they were able to make it to the postseason was pretty respectable. Here is the. Here is the link to the Steelers. See here from Bengals AZ, I believe. Uh, can we sign Geno Atkins? They can uh, if he's healthy. I th- he's still out there. Uh, you probably heard last week that, um, you know, I think I think it was Jesse Bates maybe that did a did a text message to him that said, you know, hey, you want to come play play here? Uh, you know, that's obviously up to the Bengals, and I think. 
I, I, I just think they're just keeping it rolling with what they have at this point. And they picked up Zach Kerr. So who played last week? So they're going to, they're going to try and mix and match and do things there. I, I just, there's at this point, there's no news of that other than Jesse Bates reaching out kind of, I mean, sincerely, but I think it was also kind of like joking a little bit. All right, let's keep rolling on some news that hit the wire right before we took the air as well. And we're going to get out of here in just a minute. This is from ESPN. The Baltimore Ravens are nearing an extension with John Harbaugh. So that is some interesting news. They've had a little bit of a, a coaching shake up there at the assistant level, but John Harbaugh is appearing, appearing to stay with the Baltimore Ravens as this contract gets finalized. Another team that had to battle a ton of stuff to even be in the playoff picture, a ton of injuries, including two Lamar Jackson. Um, so I think they're saying John Harbaugh's the dude. He's won a Super Bowl with us, and we are riding with him. And they think that they are going to be back next year. I mean, they got to do some things to, um, you know, bolster their secondary, make sure they don't get so decimated in a lot of areas. And obviously the injuries and all that stuff play a factor, but they are appearing to have a contract extension in place for John, John Harbaugh. So we'll see what happens there. Moving on to the Browns again, not a ton of news because all of these teams are out of the playoffs say that with a smile, but Cleveland Browns on clevelandbrowns.com, five positions to watch this season. I think one of them, if I remember correctly, is kicker. Um, so you'll have to kind of, this is by Anthony Poisel here. Uh, you see wide receiver, obviously with Odell Beckham going to the Rams, defensive tackle, defensive end, uh, linebacker. And did I, oh, offensive tackle. Uh, do they have kicker on here? They didn't have kicker on here. I thought I saw that they were talking kickers here. But some of the lines and all that kind of stuff, the line members and wide receiver are kind of the big things. Interesting that quarterback is not on there. Obviously, the Browns have made it public that they are sticking with Baker Mayfield, and they're going to ride with that. But we will uh, we'll see how all those positions play out there. Interesting stuff from the Browns side of things. Now, this one... Right before we took the air again, uh, I, I had to be Johnny on the spot here with these with some of this some of this news. Ian Rappaport dropping a little bit of a bombshell on us in terms of NFL news. Sean Payton has informed the Saints that he is stepping away. What? I uh, I don't know if he's just not liking the direction post Drew Brees. I don't know if there's something personal going on. I didn't, I, I quite honestly, I didn't have time to research that based on when this came through the wire and when we went live. So maybe there's some additional information there, but Sean Payton is stepping away from the saints. Uh, wow. And I don't, I don't know if that means he's just, he just doesn't want to coach for the saints anymore. And he's maybe going to look for another opportunity. And maybe he sees some of these vacancies out here and sees some of the quarterbacks that are at those vacancies. And he just feels that that's where he needs to go as opposed to drafting and starting over or keeping with Winston or keeping with Taysom Hill or whatever. Um, he, but he is stepping away and, uh, and we'll, we'll see what happens there, but wow. Sean Payton stepping away from the saints, big news there. Um, you can see there I'm pulling up Twitter 
And the picture below that you just see the Saints visor, I believe that is uh, the the actor from from King of Queens um, who's portraying him in a Netflix special, I believe, a Netflix biopic of of the Saints and Sean Payton. So, um, at any rate, that is a little shocking. That was I saw that come across, and I'm going, "Holy moly, that's pretty shocking!" All right, the Bears have a new GM. The Bears have been amidst a lot of change after a couple of disappointing seasons here, and they have poached a Chiefs exec, Ryan Poles. Uh, Ryan Poles is now their guy, and Poles has been in Kansas City for 13 seasons. He was he is currently serving as the Chiefs Executive Director of Player Personnel, which is a GM-like role, a junior GM-like role. And he accepted the Chicago Bears general manager job. NFL's Ian uh, Rappaport and Mike Garofolo reported Tuesday. I don't have an article to pin this with, but to piggyback on that, for those who have not heard, Lou Anarumo conducted an interview for the head coaching vacancy in New York. Um, he did that before the playoff game. So that was conducted. And, uh, you know, um, we know that Denver has asked permission to interview Brian Callahan as well. So some coaching situations happening at the assistant level for the Bengals. And what a, what a difference a year makes because those guys were getting close to being run out of town by some fans here. And now they're getting head coaching interviews and or interest from different teams. So, um, that, that's quite a turnaround. Sean McDermott is going to potentially be losing Brian Dable, his offensive coordinator in Buffalo based on what steps Josh Allen has been taken, taking over the last couple of, of seasons, particularly this one. And, uh, no decision on possible Brian Dable replacement will be made without Josh Allen. So the quarterbacks are getting the say in some of these personnel decisions. Uh, Brian Dable is a hot name in the head coaching carousel. And, uh, quote, I think teams would be foolish not to offer Brian Dable a job, Josh Allen said Monday. I'm praying they don't because I want him back here, but I love him and his family too much to really think that he's one of the best coaches in the league. Uh, and then, of course, you see here McDermott, the head coach, says Josh Allen will be in the loop and no decision will be made without Josh in terms of a possible replacement. And I will pin this in the live chat as well so you can go get to NFL.com and read the full article there. A couple more and then we are out. The Cardinals are a little bitter, a little bitter about how their season ended, about who is in the NFC Championship, their division rivals. They can't like seeing their division rivals face off in this one. Cardinals owner Michael Bidwill disappointed with the finish of the season and bothered by 49ers Rams NFC Championship. Disappointing for everybody was the quote Bill Bidwill told the Arizona Republic. Um, we need to play better. We have high expectations, a lot of stuff. Um, Declined to divulge details related to what was discussed with general manager Steve Keim and Cliff Kingsbury following Arizona's no-show performance in the blowout loss to the Rams. 
Um, just kind of talking about improvement, but anytime here's a, here's a fun quote. Anytime you see your direct competitors in the playoffs, it should bother any football team. And it certainly bothers this one. So this is, this weekend is not sitting right with Bill Bidwell and the Arizona Cardinals. So the, you got to read that one on NFL.com. Pretty pretty interesting. Okay. Let's go with, we're going to transition to a couple from CBS Sports, a little Bengals involvement here. We're going to end on a fun one. As we usually do, we like to end on that because of usually how those go. But here is a mock draft. Again, they do these weekly. Got not much changes up front. Uh, a couple of offensive linemen and Kyle Hamilton dropping a couple spots to the Giants. Um, Tyler Linderbaum, a guy that the Bengals undoubtedly will be looking at this offseason, is slated at pick seven. Awesome offensive lineman, interior offensive lineman out of Iowa. So he is all the way at pick seven. Matt Coral, the, the only quarterback they had going in the top 16, top half of the draft in this particular one and this is from ryan wilson on cbs sports by the way let's keep scrolling let's keep i mean the Bengals are in the late 20s here can you can you believe it they're they're slated at pick 29 currently based on where everything is and they have roger mccreary a corner out of auburn as the pick mccreary was the most consistent quarterback in college football this fall and that's all you want from that position. So while he lacks the high-end athleticism of some of the other names often mentioned as first-round talents, he's rarely out of position and almost always making positive plays for this team. Unfortunately, the Trey Waynes signing was really the only one of the only outside free agency signings that has blown up in the Bengals' face, and they are probably going to be looking for some form of a replacement. Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati is a guy that a lot of folks are, are keeping an eye on as well. By the way, this this guy right here, Kenyon Green, maybe a name they keep uh, an eye on as well for offensive line help. Um, but cornerback is probably going to need to be one that they look at. Eli Apple, I believe, is on a one-year contract. They still have a Wuzier under contract. Um, Waynes is still under contract for next season, but just with the injuries and not playing, and you're not even seeing him really on the field, all that much in this postseason, probably the writings on the wall there. So that is an interesting mock draft by CBS Sports, Ryan Wilson. Let's get out of here with this one. Call our shot here with Mr. John Breach, son of Jim Breach. He has been all about picking the Bengals this year, and he's got them. He's got them shocking the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. And wouldn't you know it? He's got the Niners beating the Rams for a Bengals 49ers Super Bowl. That's what John Breach of CBS Sports has here. Let's see what he has for the final score. And then, of course, kick off at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific for you West Coasters like myself. We always go on the Eastern time zone clock. We got to give the Pacific time zone clock a little love here. Gosh. Let's... Check out the score, 34-31 over the Chiefs. He is 14-5 and straight up picking Bengals games this season. 10-7-2 against the spread, and he is 13-6 and picking the Chiefs games this season. So he 
has had a high level of success picking both Bengals and Chiefs games this season. There's John Breach. Gotta love John Breach. Check it out. And then, of course, he's got him battling the Niners in the Super Bowl. Wouldn't you know it? Calling back to the days of his dad. Calling another, the, the third time those two teams will be meeting in the Super Bowl at any rate. Good stuff, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the super chats. We're going to get on out of here. We went a little longer than expected, but that's okay. A little shorter than some of the other headline shows, but we slammed you with a lot of different stuff. We're going to keep you with a lot of different content throughout the week from this show and on cincyjungle.com. We have our big show with John Sheeran and myself tomorrow night. We've got a preview with the Believe in Chiefs host on Thursday, so we'll be getting getting you that one and uh, probably some listener kept questions or a round table or something cool going on on Friday to get you all hyped up for the big weekend, get you a ton of, a ton of content, ton of Bengals content. We appreciate the support of this show and all of the shows on the Cincy jungle podcast network, whether that's orange is the new black by ACE and Zim, or of course, coach speaking chalk talk by Coach Matt Minnick, appreciate it. Keep it to cincyjungle.com for all your news, opinions, analysis, all that good stuff. And if you're new here, you can subscribe to our channel by clicking the YouTube logo, our icon at the bottom of the screen there. Click that. Subscribe. Click the bell to be notified when we go live, when new content is available. If you like what we're doing, give us a thumbs up. Appreciate that. And, of course, our show and all the shows on the Cincy Jungle Podcast Network are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the major ones. We're there. Take it easy. Have a great week. We'll be seeing you and slamming you with content. Take care. Mm-hmm.